another episode of Conversation with a Chef. I'm Jo Ritty and I love sharing with you the conversations I get to have with talented and passionate chefs. It's the backstory, if you will, to the food they're putting up. I begin today by acknowledging the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional custodians of the lands and airwaves of Nam, where this conversation takes place. Land which was never ceded land where communities came together to eat seasonally, locally and without exhausting resources. I pay my respects to their elders past, present and rising. Today I'm talking to brothers Jake and Zachary first about their upcoming dinner at Cinder. I had a lovely chat to Jake earlier this year and then had an incredible wine lunch at Cinder, one of the restaurants he oversees. I've also been wanting to talk to younger brother Zachary, head chef at Bar Liberty for a while. So when I saw that they were collaborating on a four-course dinner that channels their Polish roots, I couldn't think of anything better than hearing all about it from both of them. Zach has just got back from travelling Poland from top to bottom, visiting family and eating all of the food, and he's eager to share what he discovered over there. The brothers grew up in a big family with 40 or 50 people around at Christmas and lots of food, and from hearing them talk, it feels a little bit like the dinner at Cinder will be a more elevated version of the trestle tables under the carport and the free-flowing vodka, but with the same vibe. <laughs> it was such a pleasure being part of the easy brotherly chit-chat. Jake and Zach have worked together in the past and enjoy jumping on the pan- pans together at family get-togethers, so their Polish dinner will be an absolute treat, and this conversation was pure delight. Getting to sit down with this year's AHA Victoria Chef of the Year, Jake, and the 2021 Young Chef of the Year, Zach, was an incredible opportunity. And then to hear them finishing each other's sentences and planning a trip to Poland together was the absolute dream. And I'm excited for you to hear this. So super busy, yeah. so I really appreciate it. I've just been invited to Pincho's Disco. I'm like, Jake first, he's everywhere, isn't he? No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's all happening down there. Um, the builders are trying to get it finished. and Yeah. They're, um, they tried for the occupancy certificate yesterday and got knocked back. Um, so we're still on track for the 17th. Um, yeah, it's all happening just down the, just down the road there again. Yeah, I'm going to the opening on the yeah. 16th. It looks fun. The, the venue looks really good. It's multi-level. Yeah. Kitchen's stunning. We've got a really good um, Colombian head chef. So all this ceviche and all that sort of stuff is so good. So I've not yeah. eaten so much of it lately. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we've been doing all the test cooks here. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's been, it's been really good. So exciting, but not the best time for an opening. <laughs> no. Well, November, but. Well, that's right. Well, yeah. We can always roll on from spring racing carnival into yeah. <laughs> into openings. And through Christmas, Christmas and through tennis, and yeah, it's, it all rolls into one. Then we've got a couple more venues coming up in Queensland as well. It's, it's all happening. Yeah. And how are things going for you? Good. I mean, I just had a month off, so I can't oh, complain nice. about that. Um, <laughs> so good. Uh, and then yeah, come back. I've been back for about a week and a half now. Yeah. And then just straight back into it, really. Um, changing the menu like, little bits by little bits. Got two new dishes coming on today, and then um, a little bit of a staff changeover, but it doesn't seem to be too much of a hiccup, which is good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're just flat out now, which is at the moment. But thankfully, I only have one venue to look after in comparison to Jake. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Would you like a tea or coffee? Or oh, actually, a coffee would be lovely. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, a flat white, please. Done. Thank you. 
Um, so, was it a month of travel or? Yeah, legit. So I did um, a week in London. Um, yeah. I just ate and saw some friends, and then I did uh, pretty much a full month in Poland. Actually, yeah. So I started at the top of Poland. It's my first time going back to Poland, going to Poland. Um, started at the top of Poland in a place called Gdansk, and then yeah. made my way to Turin, and then to Poznan, and then to Łódź, Wroclaw, um, Warsaw, and then Krakow, which is where our family comes from. Yeah. Um, and then also to this small town in the mountains called Zakopan, which is another side of our family also comes from there as well, which is pretty cool. Um, and the whole time I just ate and um, researched and wrote, wrote lots of um, notes down and went to galleries and and I uh, met lots of like uh, in- interesting industry people as well. It was really, really fun. Nearly stayed there, yeah? Nearly stayed there, yeah. <laughs> wow, really? Yeah, it was great. Um, but thankfully I did a lot. I think I did like 26,000 steps every day, so I, I managed to work off some of the food I ate, which is good. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a good thing about traveling, isn't it? You can do all that walking around, just oh, taking absolutely. things in. I took, because um, I teach French, I took uh, some school trips to France, you know, years ago. And they were like, oh, Dr. Riddy, why are we doing all this walking around? It's like boot camp. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, this is the way to do it. It's the way to do it. How do you see things? Yeah. No, it was really good. I thoroughly enjoyed the whole time. So I actually I, I ate at these places called um, Bar Mechelais, which is essentially, um, translates to a milk bar, a Polish milk bar. And it's like almost when you go to America and you have like a diner, but it's like an, an equivalent in Poland, but they only serve traditional food there. And it's really cool. It's really cheap. So every place that I went, that was like my first stop. And I made a rule to eat something different every time I went in there, which is cool. Some great meals, some bad meals, but it's still really good. Is it regional? Super regional, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, because it's surrounded by so many countries, like you can see, obviously there's a huge, huge um, German influence on some countries, like Wroclaw, or some towns like Wroclaw. And then obviously you have a huge Ukrainian and Belarus as well. Yeah. Which is really, really cool. Because Jake, we talked about, um, you know, the influence of... Of your family, you know, being coming up through catering and so yeah. on, and you're from Wodonga, but we didn't actually mention the Polish. Yeah, that's all. We just talk about Polish, Yeah, so wow. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I remember we get Christmas early, which is unreal. So we do that Christmas Day. Two Christmases, Day, great. Two Christmases, yeah. perfect. Get Christmas early. But then, yeah, a lot of food. So we used to go to our grandma's and we'll Bob's house, and she'd be making food for the first like, three days leading up to that before we wash. What was that cabbage dish that we hated? The uh, uh, couple stuff. Yeah. Braised cabbage with heaps of peppercorns in. So, little kid going up and crunching on these peppercorns and it was pretty nice. <laughs> but um, then we get used to get dropped off the babysitter and like we'd, we'd go there and it'd be 34 degrees outside. You have to eat chicken noodle soup before you have everything else. About a liter of it. Yeah, you have a big bowl and you're just like sweating through it. But <laughs> yeah. then all the food after that was. Definitely worth it, like probably. Is it about preparing your stomach, or what? Poland is actually in in the in in, in equivalent to the world. They actually consume the most soup in the whole world, and um, I've noticed that why. Reason when I got there, I I realized why because literally probably tried maybe upwards of twenty soups while I was there, and they were all incredible. So we mentioned chicken noodle soup, which for us was just chicken noodle soup, but then I go over there and it's actually a traditional Polish soup called rolsol. Which I had no idea about until like the last like five years that I realised that it's actually got an actual name for what we do and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. And are they making you know the stock from bones and all that sort of thing? Is it everything? Yeah. So a lot of this. I mean, that's one thing I've, I realised is like so the 
country is like 42 million people, but the largest city is like only 900,000. So they're all spread out, extremely rural. Everyone grows their own stuff. So everyone's making soups, everyone's making broths. So it's, it's pretty cool to see like that, um, I guess, craftsmanship and trade to just general day-to-day -day life there in terms of cooking, which is pretty cool. Yeah, wow. I think the best soup I had was this um, soup called Flaky Soup, which is actually made from tripe. And it's like shredded tripe that gets braised down in chicken stock and then finished with um, a little bit of pervali and lots of vegetables and potatoes. It's really good. Delicious. Yeah. I don't think I already know much about Polish food. Yeah, I don't think many people do. <laughs> <laughs> people know pierogi, that's probably better, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, who does Polish so. in Melbourne? Um, I mean, the closest you get, it's kind of like Polish, Ukrainian, and Russian. It's like Polish vodka and tears. Yes, um, yeah, definitely. Been there, yeah. um, but then that's like the more well known one. But I think for me, the best Polish food you get is just at the delis as well. There's the, obviously incredible deli in um, in the big market, mm. but also there's two in Altona that are really good as well. Um, and there's a restaurant in Canberra called the Polish Club, which is pretty incredible as well. I've heard that, or is that a band? No, <laughs> I, think it is, I think it is a band as well. I think you're right. Like, that's so familiar. Um, and so growing up, obviously both influenced from your family's background and catering and so on to become chefs did have you did you cook together at an early age yeah so i mean we worked together in the catering company all of us as a family and then jake had moved to melbourne to do his apprentice apprenticeship and then it, i think at the time he was finished his apprenticeship when i was getting ready to leave school and then i managed to convince my mum and dad that um, to, uh, to allow me to move to Melbourne at like, I think it was like just turning 17 or 16 ish. And um, they said that under one rule, it was like, you can only move if you have a job. So I called Jake immediately. And I was like, Jake, I was like, Mum said I can move if I find me a job. And he spoke to um, a good friend of ours, Gabrielle. And then a week later, I got a call from Gabrielle, and it was just like, got a job, but you start tomorrow. Um, and then I had to leave at like five in the morning, started work at eight. And then I worked at that place, the French brasserie, for maybe like four or so months. And then Gabriel opened another spot where we, we worked together. Um, Jake was my sous chef for like two, two and a half years almost there um, on, Sydney, on Sydney Road called Metropolis Eating House. So we worked pretty closely there together with Gabriel. It was just the three of us in the kitchen. How do you work together? Pretty good. I mean, of all my siblings. Yeah, like, compared to everyone else. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I love all my siblings. Make sure you hear that. Um, but, uh, yeah, we definitely work a lot more fluidly than anyone else. We can have a service where we sometimes don't even have to say anything, but we just know. Yeah. It's pretty... There's five of us, so... Yeah. I work with the old brother, Bart. He's one of the venue managers or general managers up in town, so one of our venues. So we work together okay. It's a good distance between here and town. So. Front of house, back of house. Front of house, yeah. It's different, so... Yeah. It's been, it's been good. What's the age difference? Uh, it's seven years between Jake yeah. and I. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I was wondering that as I was driving here, I was wondering whether you had a special, you know, brotherly thing that in service you would just know what the other needed or how to how to make it work together. Yeah, I, mean, I think it was just, I mean, especially at um, Metropolis Eating House, it was, it was a hard slog for a lot of the time as well. It wasn't a modern kitchen or anything like that, but yeah. basically we made it work and we had a, a big say in design it all and stuff as well and having moving stuff around, which was really good. Yeah. So it was a good thing because obviously we got to design it and work it out, but also if it didn't work, it's on us as well yeah. at the same time. So you kind of adapt that responsibility as well. So you take that on board. Yeah. Um, those days in there, it was just us two. Yeah, absolutely. So you, just you know, you can meet on each other and everyone's got their back. So absolutely. it definitely helps. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and so the, this dinner, how did this come about? Obviously, um, did you think about it before you went, or was it oh, always yeah, in the cards? Yeah, it was, was locked in way before we went. So, I mean, 
Um, now that uh, I've been at Barnaby for like a little, just under five years now, so I've got a bit of a solid team now, so I've got a lot more flexibility to come out and, and stress a little bit. And then definitely over the past um, two years, I've kind of defined what I cook more as is contemporary Australian Polish food, because it's something that I focus in. And then the only person that I know that around Melbourne that is like confident enough to cook that food is Jake's. And it makes sense to cook in this incredible yeah. room together. So, and plus, like half of our family, when it's about time, they always get our food for free. So, we might as well make them pay for it yeah. this one. So. Nice. <laughs> <Just Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, what should people expect? So, I think yeah, we, was, we were actually um, finalizing it yesterday. So, yeah. we've got four snacks to start, and then it will be two shared entrees, um, a main course, which will be also shared, and a dessert. Um, for the canapes, we're going to probably be um, a take on this roll mop that my dad used to devour by the jarful. Um, to be honest, I didn't like them. They were, they, were, they were a bit strong for me, but essentially it's like a cured um, and pickled fish with lots of mustard and then in the center is a cucumber. Um, I made a version of them before with garfish, super, super nice. And then for the shared entree, Jake's going to do a version of their soup as well. Yeah, with a little twist with some scallop and stuff in there as well. So. Yeah, and then for the main course, we're going to kind of come together and do, I mean, pierogies, so it's a huge in our family, so we'll do pierogies for sure. Um, uh, Golonki, which is essentially like a, a cabbage roll stuffed with rice and pork. Um, and then doing this um, potato dumpling that I only found out about on my recent trip, where essentially it's like a, a dough made from potato starch, um, mashed potato and egg yolk, and they get stuffed with a braised pork mince and some cabbage as well. Um, and then two salads that Jake makes better than I do, which are really, really good. Though. Yeah, they're nice and simple. Like once my grandma and one, we, we had it on the table every night. We didn't even know what it was. It was like a lettuce, iceberg lettuce, um, cream and pepper. And it's so good. Yeah. And like I said, we, we saw it every day and we said, this again. But <laughs> we put a version on it, yeah, like a wedge salad here with a, like a pepperberry ranch. and. It's our biggest seller. Yeah, so. and that's another thing as well as I went after doing more research and deep diving into Polish food, that's an actual Polish salad called Mitzera, which is just randomly for us, it's just been the yeah, salad. It's, it's come through and evolved into something that everyone likes. So. Yeah. yeah. So how, how was it made in your in your household? Oh, they just chopped the lettuce, threw a cream on it. We just thought mum and dad had made it and grandma's made it out of whatever's in the fridge. So it's just chopped iceberg lettuce and they cover it with cream and fresh cream pepper. Yeah, a bit it's, of vinegar as well. Yeah. Wow. It's um, yeah, you don't really think much. But. Yeah, there's actually a version of it in New Zealand that they do with condensed milk. Like one. New Zealand yes. she chef tells me about it all the time. That's right. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that connection of cream, but yes, that's true. It is a very yeah condensed milk mayonnaise. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Isn't it funny though, iceberg lettuce? I feel like it got shunted to the back, and all those fancy lettuces came out. But I reckon I've just gone back. I mean, I've gone it's back to iceberg. It's the best. It's crunchy. Yeah, it's right, really cold, refreshing. Perfect, yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's all you really need. That yeah. with some yeah, and mayo, and obviously yeah. some lobster and a, and a bun, of course. Oh God, yes, <laughs> yes. Wow, that sounds delicious. And what sort of desserts do pop does Poland have? So they're super well known for cakes, um, in particular. And then this, this we actually growing up, we used to have this biscuit, which is a honey biscuit, and it's one of the hardest recipes I've tried to find in my life to be honest but then but after being away I found I, I met a couple of bakers while I was in Warsaw and I found the name of the biscuit and it's called um, Peronik um, so I've actually at Barlaby I do a version of that as a cake and then I also do um, on the day we'll do a version as a biscuit so for the cake itself it's like a, um, a honey cake that's spiced with lots of cinnamon star anise and clove 
and then we soak it with um, a honey syrup, which is made from Sebastian, our little brother's beehives, which is cool. And then, and yeah, where are his beehives? Oh, he's got like 16, and it's got some in, um, in Footscray and Kingsville is where he lives now. Yeah. And then he's got some of my dad and some of my uncle as well. In yeah. And then um, I make a, a mead custard. So mead is like essentially fermented honey wine, which is made the same from the honeycombs as well. And we make that into a custard where it gets layered, a little bit of raisin puree in the middle, and then finish it with nutmegs. It's like a two-layered cake. Sounds delicious. Yeah. And what about wines? Is Poland big into wine? So, I mean, that's what I was looking at while I was there. So they do make, like, a producer a whole lot of wines. Um, the ones that I tasted weren't particularly to my favourite, but they do have one natural wine producer, which is pretty cool. Um, I bought some of that. I might actually bring some of my to good shout. Um, but a big thing over there is vodka. Um, oh yeah, in okay. Switch. Uh, in particular, cherry vodka, uh, for, okay. which is what we drink for Christmas. And sometimes we definitely corrupt our uncle into drinking a lot more than he should, which is also really fun on Christmas yeah. time. Yeah. Um, so we, we we're also contemplating doing a um, a ponchki, which is essentially the traditional Polish donut, where it's like um, a dough that's rolled out and then jam filled in the middle, normally rose or cherry. So we might do that and accompany that with a shot of, shot of vodka for those daring enough to yeah. do, which would be cool. That's great. Yeah. So I'm just imagining, how many people do you have at Christmas then? Is it one of those big European... Yeah, so for us, I mean, we celebrate on Christmas Eve. When we were all younger, we would always go to our bupshire's house before, um, before they passed away. So and that would be, I mean, my mum was one of seven, my dad's one of seven. Wow. Um, and they all have kids, and those kids have kids. So, I mean, I was pretty little at that when I was still going to them. But I remember there was probably like 40 to 50 people at those things, which was pretty yeah. yeah, cousins running around everywhere. Yeah, uncles on the vodka. Uncles yeah. on the vodka. Presents flying everywhere as well. Yeah. And um, food everywhere. It's like, yeah. just to deck out the whole carport with trestles and there'd be food everywhere. Yeah. I love those. It, you know, no wonder you stuck with the food industry. Yeah. But, for, yeah. but for now, it's like I think our Christmases are a little bit more smaller to do, but it's like yeah. we're starting around. to get bigger as yeah, oh, yeah. kids and stuff yeah. as well. Jake um, keeps having children, so yeah. Yeah. you have to have more and more seats, yeah. which is good. Um, but yeah, I think it's about 25 to 30 now, and then normally starts with Jake and I drinking like two or three bowls of champagne and cooking yeah. lunch. It's been Start really fire out the farm yeah. and get <laughs> Kingfish, where my crabs last year. Yeah, it's really good. Um, everyone gathers around the kitchen bench, makes all the froggy. Um, yeah, it's. And how many uh, will you have at the at your dinner? Uh, I think we we're cooking for roughly like sixty to seventy. I think. Yeah. Um, should be good. We stopped in one day. We're, we're at thirty-five already, so yeah, we're selling pretty quick, which is good. I think it's half family already. Yeah. So we'll have to filter that through. Yeah. <laughs> See who's going to behave or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah it's, it's the second of November. So yeah, second of November. It's coming up pretty quick. Yeah, that's right. We've got your seat as well. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't expecting that. That's really lovely. Um, I was going to say, just the idea of you travelling around with all your notebooks, um, what, what would be your process then if you're somewhere, is it that you're tasting something and then you write it about it? or do it's, you... Yeah, like a journal, essentially. So, yeah. like, I mean, I'd write, i just journal everything that I ate, good or bad, and then that way, um, for two things, one, it's a good memory for me and I can look back of it. Second thing, I can claim all of that stuff on tax as well, which is very helpful. Thank you, Pete, my accountant, for telling me to do that. Um, but also, it's it's more about like contemplating like what so writing down what it was, what I liked about it, and then 
um, the process of it, and, the, and in particular the name, because then that way I can, when I come back, I mean, I've already made one of the soups, which is a sour um, pickle soup, into a sauce at Balabri at the moment. So, pardon me, it's, um, it's, it's more about like having the name and the information, so then I can keep that research going. Mm. I also bought like 16 kilos of cookbooks back with me, so. Yes, I've got a lot to. I've got a lot of Polish to learn, and then I've got a lot to research afterwards as well. Oh, so they're all in Polish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. good for you. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Though. It's very authentic. <laughs> yeah, soft Jake from Tokyo. Which is good. <laughs> and um, I suppose Polish is on Duolingo, is it? Is that how you? Duolingo, and then um, when I get the time um, after the summer, I think I'll probably go into doing more classes because oh. I'm planning, hopefully, if everything goes well, to go back there next year in September and cook in a few restaurants there, which would be fun. Okay. You really did love it. Yeah, it's an incredible place. Yeah. I mean, I, the weather there also was beautiful. It's autumn. Good, great change of season with produce, like in between that like summer or autumn winter vibe as well. And just everyone's really, really lovely. Yeah. Really cool. So what's the country, what's the landscape like? Super, like, um, just like lots of farmland, but like not industrial farmland. So every farm's quite small um, but everyone just grows and it's like I mean when I was catching the train because I caught the train in between it's almost as if you're cruising around France really in some some aspects of it yeah, wow. and obviously I mean it's an extremely old country as well so like this even cruise around a building and you're just like wow this is older than essentially colonized Australia which is pretty insane in that aspect um, but yeah it's super beautiful and they and I mean they're in particular in Krakow they have like a great um, Great history of art and, and literature in that in that particular town and city, so it was cool to cruise around there. Like, I have cafes that are still open, and they have like incredible like masters of art in Poland, and they've got drawings of them in that cafe, and you're sitting in that seat, which is pretty cool. Wow! So. And have you, you've been over? No, it's coming in September yeah. this year. So. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know that yet. But yeah. Oh okay. <laughs> Don't, I'll make sure Mel doesn't hear this. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, I mean, that sounds amazing. When I saw that Instagram photo, that's why I got in touch with Renata and yep. Raymond, and I'm like, I spoke to Jake, but can I speak to both brothers? Because this just sounds amazing. She said, I've only just, I'm only just putting together the material, and now you're really onto it. And I was like, I reckon if the firsts are doing something, it's going to be, <laughs> it'll yep. be really good. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, I mean, yeah, Jake and I work pretty well together. I, he is definitely a, a, one of the main reasons I became a chef and one of the main reasons I was more, um, I was like, I, one of the main reasons that pushed me to keep going at, at it as well, which is good. I've been cooking now for 16 years, so that makes Jake like 58 years old now, I think. No, <laughs> but no, it's been, it's really good. It's great to cook together again, which is good. I mean, at, in a professional setting. Well, obviously you have such a passion for it and you're, um, and you're both chefs that keep learning and keep pushing um, and trying different things. What else is it about being a chef that you love? It's, it's extremely selfish. I mean, we cook to make people happy and then if people are happy, it makes us happy. So it's like, everyone thinks it's like, oh, you guys are so nice. It's like, no, the whole time we're doing it for ourselves. We're just trying to make people happy and then it makes us happy afterwards. Um, but it's like, that's, I mean, I think it's also it's having something that you learn and it's never finished, like you're always learning and then there's so much history in that and then also I think one thing that I, Jake in particular is really really good at is training and like training people because I think you oh, have the knowledge as well, like keeping it, keeping it all relevant, Absolutely, keeping the knowledge passed down to, to everyone and 
yeah. keep spreading it out because yeah, cause there's a lot of people that left the industry and a lot of knowledge left in the industry as well. So yeah, I think that's super important that that keeps going. 100%. We both had some really like incredible teachers as well. So it's it's only right of us to be able to show what, what little we know to others. Because like yeah, I mean, if those people didn't take the time to teach us in the beginning, we wouldn't be able to teach anyone else. You know? That's like one thing that pushes me a lot. I mean, I always have a minimum of two apprentices in that tiny kitchen that we have at Fire Liberty. Um, and it's, it also creates a sense of responsibility within your team because it's like, you know, these people are coming from a, with a blank canvas and they, you need to teach them the, the right way from the beginning because they don't have a reference point already. Amazing. Thank you. That's all right. You're welcome. That's it. Thanks for coming in. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Conversation with a Chef with Jake and Zachary First. You can check out all the goodness on Instagram at cinder.melbourne, that's C-I-N-D-E-R, and at bar.liberty as well. Zach also has his own Insta, which is at Zachary Leon, Z-A-C-K-A-R-Y-L-E-O-N, where he has some great photos of his recent trip to Poland. If you liked what you heard and you want to hear more stories from other chefs, I'm on Instagram at Conversation with a Chef. You can read the chat and become a subscriber at www.conversationwithachef.com. So great, because if you subscribe, you get to know when the latest story goes up, and I feel loved. I would absolutely love it if you told a friend about my chats, and of course you can follow me on Apple and Spotify podcasts, and even Amazon and Audible. Once again, thanks so much for listening. Have a great day and bon appétit.